Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 17 of the Searchcast, presented by Primo X Hockey, Shocked Hydrate, and In the Clutch Apparel. I am your host, Zach Martin, and with me today, I am really excited to have this guy on. I've been uh, with BU Hockey for a long time. Really great podcast. If you're into anything Rangers or anything like that, really, really good podcast. He actually just had Carolina Hurricanes play-by-play Mike Manoskalko on the podcast. Definitely have to check that out that episode. I am super stoked to have Kyle Hall from the Broadway Hat Podcast with me on today. Kyle, man, how are you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. We've been trying to do this for a while, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> it's the perfect setup. I feel the Canes and Rangers have been a collision course all year long, and uh, why not these two teams play in the second round? It's going to be an unreal series. Uh, but, yeah, great. Thank you for the intro, though. That was uh more than I deserve, tell you that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I always, I always got to make my guests feel welcome and just feel like they, like it, it's just great, man. Because like I said, we've been working together for, man. Like I think Jan, I think I joined B, Belly Up like a January of last year, so we're going like a year yeah. and a, almost a year and a half now. And yeah, it just seemed like it was the perfect time to get us together because I know we talked before about doing something for the preview of next regular season. Mm-hmm. So I know we're going to do that at some point because I want to try to get all the Metro teams kind of covered for a preview series but i'm like man round two rangers hurricanes i mean you, how can you not right yeah i mean gotta do it gotta yeah because you know like we get somehow get invaded by blue shirts down there on the regular season so it's just one of those things where i'm like all right if, if the rangers move on i gotta have you on the cast because we've been talking about it for a while so like you said it's just a perfect time to talk round two canes rangers and man it's been this season's been interesting for our teams just dogging it out for like the last like what two three weeks of the regular season mm-hmm. like man <laughs> not gonna lie going into that last game against you guys at madison square garden i was nervous yeah the, 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 the metro regular season championship game they played there at msg like that was the crowd at msg was awesome that night like that was a playoff atmosphere and actually on the show with mike he was, he was saying like that was the best hockey game he's seen in years like the, just the speed the fast this is the fastest game he's ever seen He's like the speed, the player. He's like, that was a Stanley Cup playoff game. Like that, like that's what got both these teams ready was that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carolina's got the edge, I think, coming into the series. You know, they've won three of the four regular season games against the Rangers. Yeah. Um, you know, other than the Gorgiev, you know, oh, 40 save shutout that he pulled out of his ass somehow. I don't even know how the game of his life. Yeah, yeah. What, like, what, like, what was that about? Yeah, because it's like, because you like look back at the regular season. I mean, 
yeah, 54 28 for the Hurricanes. You guys were 52 24 and six. Like, you like it was close. So, basically, that last game at Madison Square Garden was a four point swing because either mm-hmm. you're tied or you're four behind. So, it's like, what do you do from there? And then, like you said, that Georgiev game, I'm like, all right, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's not Igor. It's not, it's just like, how in the world did just Georgiev just like, yeah, I'm just going to just absolutely just stone one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. No doubt. It's just, man, it was wild. And I think that game was like 44 shots or 40, whatever, 40 something shots for uh, Carolina and like 18 yeah. for the Rangers. Like it was a dominating Carolina performance. And I know. <sighs> literally just stood on his head for the, and, and he struggled for most of the year. So like, that's what made that even crazier that yeah. he did that. So. Yeah, 44. It was a 44 save shot on a two nothing game. And I think it was also in Carolina because the thing yeah. was, it was, I was actually going to go to that game because actually on my birthday, good thing I didn't go because that would have been brutal to go <laughs> on my birthday to watch the Hurricanes just get absolutely stoned by Georgiev. And it's like, yeah, like you said, it's the most dominating game the Hurricanes had. And the and Georgiev's like, nah, not today. That's not how it's going to work. But. But going through like the regular season, I mean, like you said, three one. You know, the Hurricanes won three. You guys won that one. I mean, the Hurricanes out outscored the you know you guys fourteen to ten throughout the entire series. And on January first, um, that was a six three game. I know mm-hmm. T. I know that was like TDA's first ever game against you guys. He he gets three points. Um, I have mixed feelings about him. I know you guys probably do as well. That's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Georgiev game, two nothing for you guys in that on March twentieth. The three goal third period pushes the Canes past the Rangers four mm-hmm. two. I'm like, on April twelfth, that one was wild because I'm like, oh man, that was a tough loss. That was like we finally got them, and then uh, Igor <laughs> kind of bent there. You know, it wasn't he and he talked about Igor. I mean, he struggled in his two games. You can say against Carolina, not his two best games. Yeah. Um, you know, he went 0 and 2 with like a 3 6 something uh goals allowed, so and he wasn't as sharp as against Carolina, but yeah, that comeback there. And the Rangers have been comeback kids, so they kind of got a, a taste of their own medicine on that one, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It was like I thought you guys were gonna have us that one because, like I said, it was like 3 1, and then that third period is just the, the Canes just turned it on. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, like, like, even for the last, like, I would say month and a half of the regular season there was a lot of comeback games for the hurricanes like there was one stretch i think it was like three four five straight where the hurricanes came back from like two down and won every single game and it's just i think the end of the season with like a six game winning streak i believe so i mean it was just it was absolute madness for the last like month or so mm-hmm. for the Kings with all their comebacks and then the last game we just talked about you know it was that four it was that four three win for the hurricanes to clinch the metro but it was just like 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 what you said even what mike said which that was an intense game, like from start to finish. Like, even then, like the Hurricanes were up, and you guys kind of started clawing back. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I thought this is not what we need right now is to be up. And then you guys get like a couple light ones, and it's like, all right, this is going to be a problem if the Rangers tie this up because OT, <laughs> no, I don't want to do yeah. that. And, and the thing that really impressed me most about the Hurricanes in that game was that third period where they. And I know they left the was I think Kreider scored the late goal. Uh, yeah, they might have been his fiftieth that night uh, the, to make I it believe. fourth. Yeah, to make it four three late in the game. Yeah. But early in that third period, uh, Carolina's defense and the the forward help like clamp down the Rangers. It was almost like watching the '95 Devils all over again with the neutral zone <laughs> shutdown. Like, oh yeah, dude, Jordan Stahl like just completely shut down Zabanjad. Like, 
I know he had a great series too against Boston, shutting down, you know, helping shut down that top line. But yeah. he was just all over the ice that night, especially in the third period. They, I was so impressed by the Hurricane. I was like, wow, how how are they gonna get into the zone on this team? Like it was such good neutral zone defense. I was like, wow, this team can really lock it down. And then the Rangers got one late, and then um, yeah. they, I think they had a couple chances to two with a minute left, and they couldn't couldn't yeah. score. But and that was against the uh, the rookie too. That was a. Uh, in net, uh, Peter. Um, oh, Kochkov, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no yeah, idea his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pure Russian Kochkov, kid, yeah. the new Russian yeah. kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, Piotr. We can go with Piotr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That, that was like his insane like week that he had, where it's like he comes in and basically has to replace Ranta. Wins, comes in. Oh, he has like one win. Comes in, replaces Ranta, gets a second. Comes and plays you guys on a clinch night. Wins it. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this kid is on an absolute <laughs> run right now. But yeah, like Jordan Stahl, like just absolutely was just a shutdown guy. And that's the thing that's kind of helped the Canes this year was it was basically their like their structured defensively, and that's the kind of thing that really helped them out this year. And the fact that the goaltending was just absolutely phenomenal too, because I know between our two teams, I think the Hurricanes gave up the least amount with 202, yeah. and you guys only gave up 207. So it wasn't just that far; it wasn't that far behind. It was the, the, the final week. It was like the what the William Jennings, which is the goals allowed. Yeah. They were yeah. neck and neck there. And then the Rangers had, I think it was like they let up like five or six goals one night. And uh, the Canes had a shutout. And I'm like, oh, there it goes. Like it, <laughs> it, it got down to like three at one point. And I'm like, yeah. oh, they're right there. It's close. Like, it's close. Yeah. I was kind of hoping we stay under 200 because that would have been fantastic. But unfortunately, not so much. That's what they ended with 202. <laughs> but I mean, hey. Can't complain with only two hundred and two given no, up, man. Under, great season, but under, honestly, though, if I, I don't know if anyone's ever gotten under two hundred, if they have, it's very rare. But I'm I'm be excited to see a tandem go less than two hundred in a regular season because that would be absolute wild to see that happen. But no, it's like the, the thing is, no one knows if Freddie's gonna be back for round two yet or not. So you're looking at probably anti Ranta against you know Igor Shosturkin, which I mean. For the most part, I, I'm curious to see how Igor's going to be because he struggled for you guys against the Penguins. And it's like, how, how are you feeling going into this series with how Igor kind of played against Pittsburgh? Because, like, everyone thought you guys were going to just have a – you kind of had your way with them. Then you went down yeah. 3-1, had to come back, which that <laughs> that came seven for Panarin. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen Madison Square just absolutely just lose it in that OT winner. Yeah, I think with Igor, like game one, three OTs, I think that took a lot out of him. And then it, he came back, what was it, 79 saves? Like, it, like, yeah. Incredible effort by oh, him. Great game. You, know, oh, like, great you game make 80 him. saves, like you should win a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Game, game two, game two, obviously, just two days later. So he had one day rest. Rangers come out. I mean, I was at that game. Awesome. Incredible. Garden was nuts. Rangers kind of put it to, to put it to Pittsburgh that night. Like it was the first game for Deming. Like the Rangers were putting shots on net. I don't know what happened in Pittsburgh, but that night the Rangers came out firing. They were, they were the better team that night. You go to Pittsburgh and that arena just got on Igor right away. Yeah. And sure enough, like it was four to one before you blinked in game three. And all of a sudden Ronta's, I mean, um, Ronta. Uh, <laughs> Gorgiev, yeah. The other backup Gorgiev is in that. Um, and sure enough, like they come back, like they have a great comeback and the, the weakest shot of the night, like trickles in, they lose that game. And you're yeah. like, all right, well, 
Igor and then and Gallant came out afterwards and was like, listen, the the kid needs some rest. Like I took him out only because I want to get some rest. Like he's played nine periods basically in the last two days. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And then they, you know, they come back at their day off and he struggles again, lets in some cheap ones. But the Rangers defense was not helping him whatsoever in those two games in yeah. Pittsburgh. Like they were not blocking shots. Ryan Lindgren was out hurt. They had Patrick Nemeth in the lineup who I think he he's minus four with eight penalties and one of the goals he knocked into Igor knocked into the net. That was another review that they oh, that went Pittsburgh's way. You know, like Pittsburgh had five. Not, not a series. Not a series for him. No. So he was terrible. So it's like, did Igor have a bad series? In the, and then I'll get to later in the series because after those down three to one, you're like, where is our Vesna Trophy winner? Yeah. And what is happening? And it's like you look back at. Steve Alaquette, who does the Ranger games, former Ranger goalie, has a great um, analytics page that you can go on, and he posts it all the time, like uh, goals scored versus like you know um, uh, possible goals with like, all the high chances and everything. And it's like Igor let in six, whatever that was in game two. He should have let in eight point two. You know, it's like he still kept you like somewhat in a game, like for what they were giving up from the high. They had like yeah. something like seventeen high chances, like. Oh some crazy God. number you know it's like yeah, and the, that many like what are you gonna do with that yeah point? i mean and the deflections were killing him like and he was great in deflections for all year long for some reason like all these malkin starts deflecting the puck in left and right so it's like what's going on and then they come back to the garden and they go down to nothing in game five and you're sitting there after game four which is an embarrassing seven two loss they just look lifeless they come out in the garden game five and you're like elimination game like they got and they come out flat in the first period down one nothing then two nothing and you're sitting there like this whole season this team has been so unbelievable and like they're gonna go out like this to louis deming and, and crew like this is terrible <laughs> and yeah. igor made a save on crosby on a short side wide open getzel who killed the rangers all series beautiful pass across to crosby and I only know how Igor did it. Like he must have like detached his hip to get across the <laughs> the uh, blue paint, and he makes a save. And sure enough, Rangers get the puck back. They go down the ice. I think it was Fox that scored the first goal. And it's like if he let that puck in, oh, series yeah. is over. Oh yeah, for sure. They go yeah, back down at that point. Yeah, they go back down and they score three within. I think it was like two minutes and thirty eight seconds. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's three two. They let in a, a goal at the end of the period, which was a, another like deflection crappy goal. And then Igor shut it down from there, and they got the win. And then they go into Pittsburgh, and that's where I was like, this guy's got to overcome these demons right now because, like, this crowd, I mean, I think they started chanting Igor, like, at 9 a.m. in Pittsburgh. Like, I think that's on the hotel they're yelling at him. And he sh- I mean, he played well in game six. And then game seven, he was unbelievable. He was the regular season Igor. He made 39 saves. I mean, stood on his head. And um, the thing about him is he didn't play two of the third periods because he got pulled in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but in the third periods, in the five games he played in the third period or overtime, he only let in one goal, which was the triple OT winner in game one. Man, so he so he had a nine ninety save percentage in the third periods when they needed him the most. Yeah, so I think he's got a three game winning streak right now. He's got some confidence back. I think you saw in game seven, like he was back to his normal, like I'm not letting in a goal right now. Yeah, and he made. That third period, oh my god, he must have made five or six, just like jaw dropping oh, saves. Yeah. I and mean, even in game two, the game that I was at, I was sitting, um, 
right. I was sitting like on the face-off dot, so I was like right at Igor in the third period, and I mean like the saves he made to keep the Rangers in the lead in that third period. It, it's inc- like I don't like his reaction on his kick pad. Like it's crazy. It is crazy. Oh yeah, and and I I think I I mean I hope you got to hope right. I mean, I hope that right now, like he's got it, got himself figured out. I think he centered himself. I think he, he's past that. And, and he struggled for a week this year too. It was like a solid four game stretch where the Rangers went on a road trip and he got yanked twice. He let in like four or five goals. And then all of a sudden the next week he had two shutouts and two, one goal. He let up like, you know, like a point five goals allowed in three and for next four games. So like he had a stretch like that where he kind of just like lost his way and then figured it right back out. So I am hoping that he lost his way for a week. He figured it back out. And now we'll just continue on the stretch run because like you said, you got Ronta and net who is a very good goaltender, but I would think in a matchup kind of somewhere in the Pittsburgh series where like the Smith was coming in, like he's a solid backup goaltender, but the star goal is out, so it's very yeah. similar. I feel like, you know, I think, you know, I think um, Peter is probably better than Deming if something does happen to Auntie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but you have to think like, if Igor is the Vesna Trophy guy, that's a huge advantage for the Rangers in that aspect. But overall, the Hurricanes, I think, might have a deeper team than the Rangers. But Igor, I would say, is the X factor if he has his game going. And he can keep the Rangers in games. That's, I mean, they they need him. They, it's, frankly, they they need him to step up in this series because Pittsburgh had two lines that really came at you. Yeah, you got Carolina's got four lines that come at you. So, um, <laughs> you know, and, the, and and the Rangers defense did not help him out a lot in this series. I mean, they let him out to dry a lot. So that's got to change too. And I think Ryan Lindgren, who missed games two, three, and four, is now back in the lineup. I mean, that was a huge boost for game five. And and the Rangers, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Igor's success was probably even better off because Lingard was back in the lineup and Nemeth took a seat on the uh, the press box uh, to get him yeah. out of there. But, I mean, the Rangers defense has to do a better job of blocking shots and and and. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com slash partners for more information. Limiting those high-risk chances because they did a very bad job on Sidney Crosby in the first series. The guy was all over the ice against them. So if they can do that, I mean, Sebastian Ajo scares the crap out of me. Um. Yeah. 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 He's the same kind of guy. Yeah, he really is. And then when he's talking about Antiranta, he only gave up five goals in those games that he played in. Like that, five combined in three wins. I mean, it's still pretty impressive. That's the fact he got hurt in the regular back after the regular, uh, like last week of the regular season, gets ran into by Pasternak in game two, 
basically had to miss game three in the middle of that aspect. So that was kind of huge too. That's how Pierre comes in. And I think the thing that really kind of hurt the Canes was they were, they were a really good five on five team, mm-hmm. but their penalty, their like just their special teams was an absolute murder on them. That series, like if they play more of like the more structured game and luckily it's not the Bruins anymore. So we're not having them playing, you know, the Bruins, like I call it the Boston special or, you know, it's goon hockey when they're losing and they want to get under your skin. So I think it'll be a more interesting series between our teams. Cause yeah, they, they both take penalties, but not to where you're like, you're forcing the other team to like goon it up just mm-hmm. to stick up for yourself. I think for our games in the regular season, I don't remember a whole lot of, penalties going either way it was kind of like more so like you said for how was it madison square for the last you know regular season matchup it was just back and forth high flying hockey it's not like you know clutching grabbing throwing late hits all bunch of other stuff yeah i mean every team's got you know they're tough guys but it's not like you know how what like if like you guys are like with either one of our teams are playing like say like boston or the capitals or stuff like that when you know you're gonna have some problems physically it seems like this is going to be more of like a finesse, high flying, high scoring, you know, chances type series. And we, what both of our teams saw in the first round. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, other than Reeves, you know, the rain, like good roads out of the lineup right now. So like other than Reeves is really not a bruiser. You would say that's in, yeah. the, in the Rangers lineup. There's a lot of high flying guys that, you know, they got the kid line that just basically just flies like the, yeah. the three of them just fly up the ice. So, yeah. Um, it's, so it's, yeah, I agree with you with that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the first round, it was crazy because like Vincent Trocek kind of led the way in terms of goal scoring. Seth Jarvis had an unbelievable um, game. I think it was the last time they were, when they were in uh, Carolina for game five. It was game five. He he scores two goals. Like He went absolutely nuts in that one. Max Domi comes out of nowhere in game seven, scores two absolute beauties. You know, it just gets the Canes that type of lead and then Jacob Slavin and his three his three penalties that he gets all season throws one over the over the glass. But I mean, you know, he, I think the defensive match between Fox and um Slavin is gonna really, I think, kind of set the tone for how the defenses are gonna play. Cause you're talking two really good, I say I would say top five demon in the league. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't look at Jacob Slavin as a top five guy, but it's the fact of how he plays a defense. It's kind of like how you would see a guy who should be more so nominated for for the Norris than mm-hmm. like, it's like Victor Hedman. Sure, I can kind of see that, but I feel like you're kind of disrespecting Slavin in his game. Now, yeah, so Sl- Slavin's unbelievable. I think he's un- so underrated. And mm-hmm. I, and the problem is, like, you feel like people have been saying he's been underrated for like three years now. So it's <laughs> like, like is he still underrated? Like, but yeah, he is. Like, he doesn't get like the talk of a McCarr or a Fox or a Headman, like he's not like even Carlson, I think it's more talk than he does. And I yeah. think he's better than John Carlson. Um, and, and him and D'Angelo were unreal in that, but they led they're the leaders in points for the Canes, both of them, you know, like how often do you see two defensemen leading the way in points in a playoff series? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It, it's insane. And that's the thing like too, like, yeah, Slavin wins the lady bing. You don't see a lot of defensemen do that. Yeah. <laughs> And I've been saying this for a while too. Like I think, like no disrespect to the guys who got the Norris before. You know, Adam. You know, Adam got it. And you know, we're gonna. It's either gonna be McCarr or Yossi. It's gonna be McCarr. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's gonna be McCarr. But yeah. I, I kind of feel like we need to have like more so of a 
like make the Norris be what it was before, an actual defensive defenseman's trophy. Then let's just add like a, maybe like make a Paul Coffey offensive defenseman trophy, you know, for like Adam Fox, you know, Kel McCarr, Roman Yossi. Like actually make put the Norris back to where it was. Make a, a Paul Coffey trophy for those offensive defensemen. So that way the guys who actually, you know, play solid defense can finally win that trophy again. Because unfortunately, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I feel like the Norse is turned into a points it, trophy it is. For, de- for defensemen. It is. And and that's what the Hart Trophy turned into, right? It seems like whoever scores the most goals is now the Hart Trophy winner. Like, Yeah, that's what the Rocker Sharks yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Like, what that's what, that's the whole argument. Like, uh, I can go down a tangent about this all day long, obviously, because of <laughs> Igor and everything. But like, I 100% the Norse Trophy should be the defensive MVP, right? Like, that's yeah. what it should be. The def- if your team, like Adam Fox, had the most points. Well, actually, I don't even know if he had the most points. The cross might have the most points. Adam Fox was the most valuable defenseman to his team last year. If you took Adam Fox off the Rangers, they do not do what they did last year. If right. you take Kale McCarr this year off Colorado, they're still a really, really good team, right? Like this, like yeah, I don't exactly. think he drives, I don't think he drives the bus. So you know what I mean? Like, I think he's very good, but like a guy like Slave, like I think if Slavin is off Carolina. They do not have 116 wins this year. Like I, I, I don't think the next no. guy. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that. That's it, why I think. It's, like same with the heart. Like would Toronto still be a beast of a team without Matthews? Like yeah, they're still yeah. probably a playoff team. If the Rangers yeah. had Gorgiev as their starting goalie and not Igor Shosturkin, oh man! Right now we're yeah. sit with the Flyers on a golf course. Like there's no, like that's yeah. what. Like there's no chance like this. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing with Slavin. Like, yeah, you do have like you still have like Pesci, D'Angelo, and stuff like that. But like, that's still a kind of a huge drop off compared where Slavin he gets maybe three penalties a season, if that. Mm-hmm. That's really good for a defenseman. He's mostly it's his game, it's defense, and that's I I kind of feel like the Norris has kind of really fall, fallen off. Like you said, with the heart, like it's the most valuable player for your team, not the guy who's got the most points in the season, yeah. like. Like, yeah, goals. Okay, that's the Rocket Richard. But, like, I don't think points should be the deciding factor of who wins the heart because, okay, yeah, it's you and one other guy, and that's it for the rest of your team. Like, let's just say the Oilers with McDavid and Dryasaddle. Outside of that, like, you got, what, Nugent Hopkins? What, who do you have after that? Darnell exactly. Nurse? Yeah. Like, like, their goaltending isn't even that great either. I mean, they play, I mean, the Kings took them to seven. And now they're playing Cal- Calgary. I don't see Edmonton doing anything. Like I think Calgary has a, more of an edge on them. But even then, it's like you—if you have two guys leading the team—is that really an MVP, or is just those two guys that good? And compare, like you said, with how the how Carolina and the Rangers are, and these other teams that like we have guys who help drive the bus in on our teams. Mm-hmm. Like that's like kind 100%, of like, yeah. There's a, I think there's a lot of trophies that I kind of wish we we go back and revamp them to where how they were actually created, and I think that's the how it should be for the Norris. Make it a defensive side again, and then like I said, make it a Paul Coffey trophy for guys like Makar, Roman Yossi, Adam Fox. At least that way, all right, the offensive guys get their own trophy because I feel there's a lot of defensive defensemen who play solid hockey will never sniff that type of trophy anymore. Yeah, it's, un- just, it's all points based. Unless they have some outbreak of a season where they're like, you know, if he puts up sixty points somehow in a year, and it's like, oh, he can do both now. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like Giordano had that one year where he kind of just broke out offensively. Like, you know, yeah. like the game the Norris that year, which was a deserved. Like, they're like, oh, well, this was a you know a, a lifetime recognition like recognition reward for him. Like, 
No, he had a monster year that year, but yeah, he probably deserved it two or three times before that, where you sent to someone who had a bunch of points. So yeah, no, hundred percent agree. And talk about this, like the series right now, like the four series that are coming up right now, like are awesome. Like, oh Ra- no, it's, Ra- it's Rangers Canes have been going at it all year long in the Metro. The Battle of Florida, like that's gonna be sick. Battle of Alberta is gonna be awesome. That's gonna and be then wild. like the worst quote unquote series you can say is like Avs Blues, which is still like <laughs> a really good matchup. So it's yeah, like, there's I, I gonna know, be I'm... some unreal hockey being played. This oh, round week. round two is gonna be insane. And I know Avs fans are not really looking forward to playing the Blues because the Blues like. They were kind of okay. They didn't really care about the wild. The wild gave them trouble, but I think they're kind of nervous with the Blues a little bit because the Blues gave them a whole lot of trouble this year too. Yeah, and they kind of have a different type of game. Yeah, Battle of Alberta is going to be absolutely wild. Like, I can see a lot of tempers flaring in that series. I mean, it always is. It's just yeah. how that how that series is. And like you said, Battle of Florida. I really wish the Capitals in Toronto just did their jobs because. <laughs> I don't feel I don't really feel like playing both of those teams. I don't know how you feel about that, but I really don't feel like wanting to play either one of those Florida teams. But now we kind of have to at this point. <laughs> it's just that's gonna be an interesting Eastern Conference final. But yeah, I would almost just say like because I know there's a few people like putting polls out. Like, what would you call this? Like, ba- like, would you call this battle of? I'm like, make it the battle of the Metro because that yeah, well, that's Metro, really yeah, or I-95 or uh, yeah, the I, yeah, yeah. That battle, yeah, the battle of I-95. Some. Someone was funny and put like the Battle of Raleigh Carry because there's so oh, many yeah, fans yeah, living yeah, in yeah. Carry. So I'm like, I'm like, I think that really like if you if you kind of knew if you're a fan of both teams, you like you kind of know the context of Raleigh Carry. That's really about it. But I mean, yeah, I think the Battle of I-95 would be a fun one just because I know it's a little bit more so in off of 40, but it's still kind of close. But it's I think that close, yeah, I think the Battle of the Metro would be kind of a nice one too. I, yeah. Eventually, we'll have to figure out a good one for the. Um, for the battle of our team. I tell you what, I liked it a lot better when uh, the Canes were not as good as they were. And Lundquist would just own them. And (laughs) I think he was like something like 34 and 12 in his career against Carolina. I want to go back to those Carolina hurricanes. I don't like the current Carolina hurricanes. Yeah. I I love these current current Carolina hurricanes. (laughs) At least I'm not living in the dark ages of like 10 years of like, all right, we might eventually hit 500 or we might have a good hockey team. Now it's like, yay. We got good hockey now because you know Rod Brendamar is our head coach, <laughs> and the like, mo- like most wins, most points ever in regular season. Like I said, the least, like the least amount of goals. I don't, this, I feel like this series is going to be really interesting. Like you said defensively, the I think the defensive pairings are going to be really key. It's like you were telling me earlier, like the defense kind of left to start out the dry. That's going to be kind of tough for them too because now you're going from Pittsburgh, like you said, is two lines to now. You have guys all throughout the lineup that could be an issue. Kakaniemi, Martin Nietzsche, Seth Jarvis, who had a breakout. Like he leads all rookies in points in the first mm-hmm. round. So and that and that kid just turned twenty, like not even that long ago. So he's going to be a problem. I think, and like you said, Sebastian Aho, Tavo Teravina. If if Aho and Svechikov can just come out in this series against the Rangers, it's going to be. It's I think it's going to be a, a an interesting factor of like what defense is going to be able to bend but not break with the fact of how both these offenses are kind of set up okay, yeah, how, how you feel about that yeah i think the biggest thing i well, you touched on it before is the five on five hockey right it's like mm-hmm. carolina does so well five on five the rangers need to get their special teams going carolina had a fantastic penalty kill i think they were first in the league 88%. Right. Yeah, they yeah. love the entirely with 88%. So, That's I mean, because like, we took the most penalties out of 
Everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like, I don't hear anyone say that we get calls because we absolutely <laughs> do not. <laughs> I, I think that's what's it come down to. And Mike and I when we were talking, like he's like, I don't care if like, he's like Carolina shouldn't even like get pen. Like he didn't want to be on the power play. He's like, I want them only to play five on five. That's where they can win. <laughs> but like yeah, you sit back with the Rangers had a very special season this year. It's like the second most points or third most points, whatever it was in franchise history. You just had the greatest series, the greatest season in your franchise history. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Like our, this, our second time ever hitting 100 points. The other time, yeah, was which 0506. is crazy. 0506 was the last time they did it. And that was the one that they just broke. Like the next best after those 200 point seasons, 99. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like, this is like a fairy, like a fairy tale season for Carolina. There's a lot of momentum for you guys coming into this series. Like, there's a lot of momentum. Like, this is the year where like everything like you've kind of gone through that rebuild of all those years and then you've made your runs the last couple of years and you just couldn't get to that final Stanley Cup. Yeah. So like this is kind of like that year I feel like where like it's make or break right now for Stanley Cup for Carolina. Whereas yeah. the Rangers are almost playing with house money here where it's like this is really their first playoff experience for this new rebuild that they just went over 2 3 years ago. Like they're getting their pieces in order. They have the young kids. The young kids are finally getting their playoff experience. They went through game seven. They had that experience with Pittsburgh. Like they battled through adversity. Now they come to Carolina. It's like they're the underdogs again. Like they're kind of like favored coming into that Pittsburgh series where they've been the oh, underdog yeah. all year long. Like oh, yeah. you, you guys basically were favored. I think a lot of people were picking Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone was, which scared the crap out of me coming into this series. And I said that. I'm like, I hate that people are picking. Not gonna Rangers. lie. I did pick Pittsburgh because I did not want to deal with you guys in the second <laughs> round because I know how the, I don't know how the regular like yeah it's three one regular in the regular season but it was fourteen ten and it's those games were not really close yeah and they were all close and none of them were blowouts but I'm like I have my I like my chances better with Pittsburgh because we can well, easily just mop them but now it's like listen right, I want a Boston go. I want a Boston all right like believe <laughs> me I, I I wanted home ice in Boston like that's what I wanted you, you just didn't want to face like we basically didn't want to face each other because yeah. like all right all right what like what are we gonna do like who yeah are we, who are we gonna face first I but I, I just feel like for the Rangers like they have a little bit of house money here like if they somehow knock off Carolina like it will be absolutely incredible like it no matter what I think the series is gonna be just great hockey to watch like. Not saying that I, you know, wave the right flag. Like, I think Carolina's going to win, but, oh, yeah. like, I, I think that – I just think that if this thing goes seven games, which I hope it does like, – you always hope, like, you know, I, it's going to be the best series possible. <laughs> and seven games, and, like, if this Ranger team can get there and can push past that, like, it is unbelievable. But if yeah. they – for some, you know, if they fall short, it's, it's a great year for the Rangers because right now this team – has this nucleus like they they have the young core going forward. Oh, it's and, a great core. Yeah, I, yeah, I love and, your guys' core. Like it's it's gonna be very like when you get like you said two more years into this core with this group, and especially if Chris Cryer stays the way he is right mm-hmm. now, you guys are gonna be a scary team for the next like five years. It's gonna be a problem for the Metro. Yeah, and they got Igor in a very friendly deal for the next. I think it's five oh, years. Very, oh, very and, friendly. Yeah, you, you Fox. Really love that. <laughs> and Fox's deal, which was like huge when you looked at it, like now looks like if he went to market right now, he'd get twelve million in the market. So like, oh, for sure. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so they yeah, made this. I, big- I have thoughts about Adam Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I have some feelings. <laughs> you know, I asked Mike. I'm like, so like, is he still gonna get booed every time he touches the puck? He's like, yeah, probably. He's like, 
well deserved, I think. I mean, hey, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we all know how you guys feel about TDA. And honestly, yeah. it's it's still kind of a mixed bag down here in Carolina. I'm not on the TDA train. I mean, it's kind of like you have to separate the artist from the like the art from the artist. Yeah. It's like no one like no one dislikes him for the as the player as a human being. It's a whole different story. So it's kind of like so yeah, how do you I, toe that line? Yeah, Tony is like I've had a ton of his former teammates on my show, and I always ask like, you know what what you know what is what's your feeling on Tony? I always have to ask because like it's such a subject that everyone wants to know about. And, and, and you hate to do it, but it's kind of like yeah, ah, me, you know. And, of... and he was such a good player for the Rangers, and I didn't want them to release him. Like, listen, at the end of the day, I don't care if you're red, blue, per- I, I, whatever. If you can play hockey and you can keep yourself in line, go play hockey. But when you start talking in the media about politics, and then all of a sudden, like you're pushing teammates, like you kind of you kind of got to go, right? Like it, yeah, it, it comes to a point where like all right, this isn't working. And then you talk to teammates and they're like, he's misunderstood. Like he just, he's outspoken and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was raised in Philly and or South Jersey. And that's how they talk. Like they talk openly. It's like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. That's fine, but like, don't do it as an NHL. You know, like, yeah, that's like, do it like, if you want to do it in your like, have friends over your house and like talk crap yeah. about someone, like, that's fine. But yeah, I like, mean, you have a per- you can have a personality, like, yeah, it's, like, there's plenty like, of you guys we, have personality, robots, yeah, we don't want yeah. robots in this league, but it's like, have a personality. <laughs> but, but right. having said that, when he left, when the Rangers, you know, got rid of him, they couldn't get anything for him. When he went to Carolina, I was like, I was pissed because I knew what the, you guys were getting. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he's going to go down there. No offense, like smaller market. Like he can kind of like disappear down. You know what I mean? Kind of like disappear yeah. down there. Like he's not going to New York. He's not going to a Boston. He's not going to Montreal. He's not going to even a Philadelphia where kind of a hometown guy. Like he'll have more of a spotlight on him. Yeah, It was the perfect spot for him to go. Like he went to a contender that needed his exact skill set yeah. to push them over the top. And he can kind of just relaxing Carolina and not have like a thousand media members every day after him. I think he deactivated his Twitter account already. So like, yeah, he's I think only... it's mostly just Instagram. Yeah. So, and I don't think I've seen anything him even post other than his girlfriend on Instagram lately. So it's like, yeah, he's even, even then his Instagram's like private. Like you gotta be, I think, I think he has to kind of have to check her out if you're a Hurricanes fan or just whatever to be like, okay, you're cool. So yeah, it's yeah. Like you, you saw that you even have to get requested just to follow him on on Instagram. I think so. I think I got in before that. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I get that. But yeah. 
but um but yeah i mean i think like he's buttoning it up this year i don't know what, what he said down if anything crazy in the media down there but um not not very much i mean yeah he has taken a lot he's taken the last few weeks he's taken a lot of the hothead penalties we were kind of like all right come on tony like we don't need you to do but you're gonna right get now. that though you're gonna get that from oh him. yeah no yeah, like, we get that other than that it hasn't really been anything too crazy i I kind of wish the media would be a little bit more hard pressing on some questions because he's gotten a lot of softballs down here. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they would be a little bit more. They probably don't like, want to explode though. <laughs> yeah, that's like like I understand like it's like we're not it's like it's not like like for you guys up there with you know New York and all that. So it's but it's like don't give it don't make it too soft. Like you know, it'll be interesting to see like this year it gets heated somehow. Yeah, and game. You know, game six is back in New York, and Tony took a bad penalty or something like that. And the yeah. New York media is there. It'd be interesting to see if he blows oh, up yeah. or not. You know, if yeah. he, he gives it back to some of those guys who really gave it to him hard up here. But uh, no, I mean, it it sucks that they got nothing for him. And and he basically, I mean, he, he was 12th in the Norris voting the year before his whole career kind of crumbled here in New York. So, like, he was unbelievable. He had 53 points in whatever games. It's like, you knew he was going to do something good. Yeah. And and now he's playing extremely well. And it is what it is. But, you know, Ranger fans obviously will boo the crap out of him when he gets the play oh, yeah. in the MSG. Oh, yeah. For and sure. uh, same thing for Adam Fox. Yeah. You, you know, you don't, like, you, don't want, you don't want to sign with us. Okay. Bye. And <laughs> we trade, trade him for a pick. And <laughs> At least they got something for him, though, right? Rangers. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But no, it's like it's only even, even with TDA, though. I mean, you're talking one million this year, which is like a. Oh. <laughs> unbelievable deal i mean he sets sets the record for defenseman for a points in a season in <laughs> franchise history first year and he's an rfa but even then i'm like i can easily see a team throwing out a ridiculous offer sheet to get him to go somewhere the only that's, problem that's is if he wants to leave it's just the risk for that team right like because again he can blow up at any moment any moment he yeah. feels comfortable he'll blow up so it's always that team making the risk so carolina could be in the driver's seat for him he might have settled in down there realizes he doesn't have the spotlight on him yeah. signs a team friendly deal and now you have a oh. a pairing on defense which is probably top five in the league right like, are those yeah yeah are like- yeah slavin yeah you would have slavin d'angelo then you're looking at pesci and brady shea yeah and then you're looking at maybe brendan smith ian cole and a or like a combination of and smith Bear, yeah, like and ethan bear well and that well ethan bear is an rfa but cole and smith are both um ufas so you could look at bringing someone up from the from like you bring up Chatfield or whoever from Chicago or get someone else off a of free agency if you don't want to bring Cole or Smith back. But you get Ethan Bear as an RFA. Yeah, I mean like you, you have a, you that have top five, four is just stupid. yeah you have five solid like top four is ridiculous and and then your fifth and sixth defenseman are solid. You know what I mean? Like five, six, and seven is just so yeah. You, I mean you, and that's what and that shows that's that, that's we're talking about before. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and we're showing like like Carolina has four lines and then they have. Three very solid defensive pairings. One elite, one very good, and a solid. You know what I mean? And a veteran yeah. solid third pair. Yeah. Like, and Ranger fans know. I mean, six former Rangers on this team, so obviously there's a lot of familiarity. Yeah, we make we make fun of the the her Rangers all the time. You know, like oh yeah, the, yeah or the, the the Carolina Blackhawks because we got like Tavo and we had a, we had Brian Bickle at yeah. one point. Scott, you know, Scott Darling, a bunch of different guys and stuff like that. So I yeah the, yeah. The, <laughs> The her Rangers, the her Rangers, yeah, the her Rangers. Like, like, I, like I was talking, like yeah, like Mike and I were talking, like the one guy. First off, Brendan Smith, I loved him. Like, he had his ups and downs with the Rangers. He was a constant pro. Like, again, yeah. talking with teammates, like they all love that guy. 
And he really turned his career around. Like he went down to Carolina, signed a little deal down there. Great getting playing time, which is awesome because with the Rangers, he was kind of in and out of the lineup last year because of the young youth movement. Um, but yeah, so like he's a feisty guy, so I'm sure he's gonna go after a couple of these Rangers young kids. Um, and then and also like he's gonna prove to the Rangers like he should have brought my back, like right, like he's got a yeah. little chip on his shoulder, probably. But the guy who scares the crap out of me, and I love him so much, Derek Stepan. Like I just uh, I have that. a feeling in my pit of my chest that just like tells me. <laughs> Derek Stepan is going to score a big goal in the series. Like I just know it. He's either going to score or just like perfectly set something. Like he's going to like. I hate it because so like, great. and like this last week with the comeback, like he scored so many big goals in those three one comebacks. The Rangers had against Pittsburgh and and Washington in, in fourteen. It was it thirteen fourteen, and it's like so you watch him and you're like, man, like Derek Stepan was so good. And then now you're like, shit, like we gotta see him again. Like he's coming up and like. And Mike's yeah. like, and like, Mike's like, oh, he's such a good pro. Like, he's talking about how great he's in this team. Like, yeah, you should probably be afraid that he might come through with a big goal against you. I'm like, I know, I know he might. Mike, Mike, oh, Mike, oh, Mike Moscato is so great. I cannot wait to get him on my podcast because he he is such a good dude. But yeah, like, like I love Derek Stepan. Like the bald headed beauty that he is, like, especially <laughs> on Whalers. Not on Whalers. Then he's rocking the '80s headband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like it's just his head just shows. Like, dude, he is just. He had hair with the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of Carolina, he's like, nah, forget this. Just go straight ball. It's like, let's straight, do this. Yeah. But but no, and even then too, like and Brady Shea, I love Brady Shea. Like he he started the calendar year of 2022 on a heater. Like comes out against that, you know, that comeback against the Jackets, scores again a couple of days. I think he had like three or four goals in a span of like two weeks. And I'm like, all right, Brady Shea, it's he's just coming out now. It's the mm-hmm. it's the Brady Shea party. Like I love that kid. He's so great, and it's there's so many Rangers on this team. I'm like that. That would be so many great storylines for this series. Yeah, like, but I, and the crazy thing is, like, I feel like they're all well liked. Two range, like former Rangers. We like, all we TDA is no, 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 no. Yeah, he's yeah. They'll boo the crap out of him, but like step on Ranger fans love him. Like Brady Shea, yeah, Brady Shea. Ranger fans had no ill will. Like he got traded. Like you can't hate on the guy. Yeah, Jesper Foss was a huge fan favorite. Like. Rangers love, fans you, love, love Jasper Foss. Foss. Like, love that kid. Yeah, disappointing he didn't come back, but like, I, I don't think the Rangers offered him uh, the contract that he like. I, like, I think it was more of the Rangers. Like, they even came out and said like, we're not giving him a long term deal, which is the dumbest thing I ever heard. So he signs for dirt cheap for three years in Carolina. It's like, what the hell are we doing? And, and, and then, he and he is loved down here. In Carolina. Yeah, he I mean, love that kid. He's, he's a just, type he just of won the Steve like, Chase on. He won the Steve Chase on award down here, which is really huge. If you're, you know, if you. Kind of know the story of Steve Chase on when he came down here with the with the Whalers and kind of early on in the early part of a couple of years when we were in Carolina. But how can you not love Jesper Fox? He's yeah. fantastic. He, he get yeah, the guy's a Swiss Army knife can play up and down the lineup, kills penalties, like block shots with his mouth. Like he's great. Like he's just a team first guy. And then same with Brendan Smith. Like Brendan Smith was a team first guy. He's the one who fought Tom Wilson last year. You know, like love it. You know, love like it. like Brendan Smith's like, I think he's well like Auntie Ronta's well liked by Ranger fans. Like I think Ranger like again, like guy was playing behind Henry Clonquist. Like he had nowhere to go. Like he yeah, he left the team. Like, or they actually trade him, I think. But yeah, because because like this is how crazy his career is. Like he's behind Crawford, he's behind Lundquist, he's behind um oh, who's he behind in Arizona too? Like here's like I think it was like Mike Smith or something. He's behind so many guys. Yeah, and now he comes he's behind Freddie Anderson. And this is like, and that, but this is his time now, right? Like he finally 33 years old now. He's finally got a playoff crease now for the series because 
Yeah. You know, Freddie Anderson has not skating, so I don't think we're gonna I, see him at all. I think it's gonna be the Ronta show, but like no, it's gonna be he like he's gonna be going against the Rangers and his basically like his idol who he played with, Henrik Lundqvist, who I saw an interview with Ronta saying, like, I learned so much from Hank. And Hank the Knights, like, oh, like Carolina's got a good goalie down there, like kind of like joking around about like post game, like they got a good goalie. I had because I played a hand in his development, like he's pretty good. <laughs> and it's like how crap how fitting for like that guy to come back and peak the rate, you know, like like that yeah, guy's right. like, he's gonna come back with a chip on his shoulder to prove that oh a yeah. he's a starting goalie for even next year to try to get a deal somewhere. Um, uh, and he's, also he's still under contract for next uh, year. Well, there you go. So him, like, him and Freddie are both coming back next year, and they're both their contracts end after next season. So we got both. So yeah, so he's back. got two years to work towards a deal then. But then go and prove Hank that you that you know that you can beat his former team. Prove to the Rangers organization that you should have been the next starter for them instead of getting rid of him. Like he's got a chip on his shoulder too. Is coming back. So yeah, there, there's yeah, that's a dangerous. It's a dangerous thing to have a, a hot goalie and a goalie with a chip on his shoulder. Like that's yeah, well, no and, bueno. Yeah, well, the <laughs> fact like you said too, you have six former Rangers coming back. Like you got a lot of guys who are gonna want to prove the Rangers wrong. So like. It is a perfect storm, no pun intended. Uh, uh, sorry, I had to. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like it has a problem for you guys just because the fact you have a lot of guys who, who want to prove something to the Rangers organization. But even for us, too, like <laughs> we're still we're not overlooking Adam Fox, Mika Zibinijad, you know, Chris Kreider, like you got Artemi Panarin, like you guys are a problem as well. And even in goaltending too, like even if it's Georgiev or Igor Shosturkin, like that, like that's something you really you take very lightly at all. So I have to ask you this because of like two qu- uh, questions that I want to really want to do real quick. Who is your underrated X factor in this series for the Rangers? And part two of that question: Who are you? Who do you think is the underrated player for the Hurricanes? And who like in kind of like like a slash type of question to that? Who are you most afraid of? All right. Um, the X factor is Keandre Miller. Keandre Miller had his coming out party in game Love in, that in the first He's series. So he is a star in the making right now. He has been playing unreal. And the Rangers right now, because you're going to have Fox and Lingren go out there against the Ajo line. And then after that, like the rain, I mean, Carolina can roll four lines. So Rangers defense has to step up. And I think Truba is just, you know, he's a solid player but keandre miller has been special this playoffs and if he can keep it rolling like he is the guy who's going to help that ranger decor on the back end he's been causing turnovers i mean he game seven it was his unbelievable play on the blue line to cause a turnover take a breakaway and, and draw the penalty to set up the panarin game winner so um he is the x factor i think for the rangers I mean, you could say the that's the sneaky X factor. You could say the X factor is gonna be Igor Shosturkin. Like that's the right. X factor if he's yeah. on his game. Yeah, but, yeah, but like the yeah, off the, like that, the, that, the yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, sneaky X factor. Yeah, it's gonna be Keandre Miller. And then I, I guess from the offensive side, um, you could say Alexis Lafreniere because he's the other guy who's God, really started to burst out in the first series. Oh, he's for sure, hit, hitting people left and right. He's scoring goals. He's playing on the. He's the one kid on the kid line, quote unquote that has been moved up and down lineup too, like giving him more ice time. Like Gallant's been really using him well. And uh, he's been unreal. He's, he's showing why he was number one pick and he, he's a quote unquote. Now, you know, people are saying he's a 16 game player. Like he's a playoff type performer. The kid does not shy away from anything. And uh, I think the biggest thing, like Ryan Reeves was saying 
after I think it was game six, uh, he's like the coolest thing from this whole series is he's like Alexis Lafreniere led the team hits last night. He's like the kid. He's like, you know, he, he like during the regular season goes, I don't think I saw him hit one person. He's like, he's out here looking to take heads off out in the playoffs. Like he's just <laughs> like came to play and he's a big kid too. Like he's yeah. not like, he's not going to shy away from anything. So like Lafreniere, if he can keep it rolling too, and that kid line can kind of uh, minimize their defensive zone time and, and keep on pushing in the offensive zone like they did against Pittsburgh. They were really the most like, they were the most reliable liner, you could say, for the Rangers in the first series to kind of keep up the offensive pressure. Um, so if they can keep it rolling, like, that's a huge X factor. Now from Carolina, I mean, you can say you have worries about D'Angelo just going off in the series and and posting, you know, 11 points and dominating from the defensive point. And, but I think, I think Trocek, I think he's such a solid player. He scares me. Um, I just think that when the Rangers, when you get deeper into Carolina's lineup, they're going to see more of the kid line. They're going to see more of the Reeves and Rooney line. I think Trocek could probably be that guy that kind of takes advantage of some of those matchups and and score some goals there. But, um, and the other thing is, it's just, you know, Carolina, like you said, they take a ton of penalties. Like they have to capitalize. Like Rangers' yeah. power play has been so dynamic all year. Like that's what I mean. I think they had the third best now in the playoffs too. Like after they really struggled to start the series off on the power play, I think finally got it clicking. And uh, Panarin has to shoot the puck more. Like he has to. Like he had he Panarin really struggled in that series, and then finally got the game winner. So it's kind of like all forgotten. But he right. really struggled, and I, I think if the Rangers can get on the power play and and kind of like like get away from the five on five play and and e- and it's even more important in Carolina to take that crowd out of it because that crowd is so crazy down there. Oh, you, it's it's if wild. you go on the power play, you got to score because if you don't score on that power play, that place is going to erupt at zero. And now all the momentum that you have for those two whatever minutes is right back to Carolina, and now they're coming right back at you, you know, and it, and you know the Aho line's coming right back on the ice and they're gonna go right down your throat, and yeah. and it's gonna be. Off the power play, it's going to most likely be Braden Schneider and Justin Braun on the ice for that first shift afterwards. And it's going to be the third pairing against the top line. And it's going to be all that momentum, that building. And that also scares the crap out of me. So yeah. that, <laughs> the, like, the, the building is, we're not the loudest house in the league for nothing. Yeah. I mean, I mean a, lot, a, a lot of people want to, a lot of people, like I posted that on Twitter and a lot of people were clowning me like, no, it's not MSG or Colorado, all these other places. It's so much better than Carolina. They're like, you guys weren't loud nine years ago. I'm like, okay. Or like during, <laughs> during your dark periods. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, you also have a factor into, there's a lot of college sports down here in the, in the area that yeah. you can do about that. But if Carolina no, comes Car- to play I mean, in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. That, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough building. I, I remember last year in the playoffs when you know, COVID and everything's happening and all of a sudden they let fans in. And like, I remember like the Carolina was the pan was the Panthers, right? Was the, right. Was that the series? Was it, Oh uh, no, no! I know it was Nash. It was Nashville, I think. It was Nash- whatever it was. I just remember it was, like it that was, building. It was Nashville, then it was Tampa. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember that building. Just I was like, fans are back. Like sports are back. Like just based off like yeah. the the street, like that that building, like noise. So I was like, this building, the, the, there is, it is crazy. It is crazy yeah. the noise that comes out of there. It, the fans are, I mean, they're a loyal fan base. They're finally catching on to hockey down there. And it's awesome to see that. Yeah, and. uh and it's great, but like, yeah, the Rangers have to really take advantage of their penalties, their power plays, and then um, I think the other the other factor is like 
you got to win one on the road somehow. Like Carolina, they every see every game against Boston was uh the home, home team order, one. Yeah. So like, so the Rangers have to somehow steal one on the road because obviously you, you can't just win three at MSG and win the series. Like you got to steal on the road. So yeah, uh, they they got one in Game Six against Pittsburgh. So you got to hope that um you know they've kind of done it quote unquote already. So yeah. maybe they can do it again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, same as Pittsburgh stole Game One in MSG in that triple OT unbelievable game that it's one of those games where you stay up like for you know it's five hours of hockey and then your team loses like mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's the worst feeling in time. <laughs> you're like, at least it wasn't seven overtimes. That would have like, been absolutely brutal. Like, you're like, five, really? Five like, yeah. I just just watched this, like, nine periods of hockey, and this is what happens. So it's like, yeah. um, but yeah. yeah, so, like, if the if Rangers can go in there, and like, I feel like game one's always the game to steal, right? Like, that's yeah. the first game of the series is we kind of feel each other out. Like, that's the game to steal. Um, game two, I feel like it's always, like, the some of the Rangers, like, first round, like, the home team kind of settles in, like, they – Teams figure each other out. Like that's the game to steal. You go out and steal game one and and kind of put some pressure back on Carolina. Like I think that's that's super important in the series. But um, yeah, I mean, who who is the guy that you think is going to be like the Ranger X Valley? Like, who do you who are you scared of? Uh, I was I said this guy doesn't get a whole lot of attention because I mean he I think it was a midseason acquisition for you guys from Winnipeg and he's oh, had a pretty good copper. First yeah, he was like seven points in seven games, four goals, three assists, plus four. I mean, even in the regular season, 53 points, 21 goals in 72 games. I mean, and I think he missed time in the middle of that too. Yeah. Like not a lot of people talk about this dude because the fact that he was like he wasn't with the Rangers the whole year because he was in Winnipeg. But it's still though, I'm like, that is a guy I really don't want anyone, anyone to overlook. You're a point, you're a point per game guy in your first round. Everyone's talking about Sabina Jad, you know, Chris Kreider. Uh, Lafreniere, Capocaco for some extent, Adam Fox, Artemi Panarin, Igor. Like Andrew Cop got like very little like talked about him. Like mm-hmm. uh, this is a guy that's gonna be a problem for Carolina if no one's watching him because he is sneaky good. I mean, twenty-one goals in seventy-three games. That's nothing to sniff at. So I mean, that's something I would I would say Andrew Cop might be a problem for the Hurricanes. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and he kills penalties like he does everything. Yeah. Um, he's he's really good. But that the Panarin line, so it's gonna be interesting to see who they who Brendan Moore matches up with on, uh, on D with with either Panarin or Zabanjit. If it's gonna be the D'Angelo the D'Angelo Slavin pairing or who takes over the the top line. So like I think they'll 
Carolina's going to neutralize one of those lines. They either get takeouts of Magic Kreider, they get takeout Panarin and and Cop and Strom. So like, yeah, that'll be interesting to see because like Pittsburgh was like, we are taking away our Terry Panarin. Like that is what we we're doing. They put Matheson on him. Like they put the top D man on him. Latang and Matheson was were always on that against that line, and then mm-hmm. like Crosby was always against Zabanjad. So like they use those. They use their best D forward and they use their best defensive pairing against the two different lines. So uh, that might be something Carolina looks into doing as well, like taking their yeah. best defensive, like minded line and putting it against the and then putting the D man against Panarin. Yeah. It's, it, it, that's what I'm saying that you have Brett Pesci who blocks pucks. Like it's no one's business. And yeah. you also have Brady Shea who's also on his line. Then if you take it, but you, like you said, take that top, that top pairing, you still have Slavin and D'Angelo. Like it's, that's what I mean. So it's like, they match up a little better than Pittsburgh does, I think. Oh, for yeah. sure. It, yeah. it doesn't really matter what pair you have. It's going to be an issue. Then, then, the, then the thing I love what Rod says, he's like, I don't have set lines. Like, it's not one, two, three, four, one, two, three on the defensive pairing. He's, he's like, yeah, I just, he's roles, yeah. I just have guys, and that's and that's how he <laughs> plays. It's good. Even if Carolina asked him, like, all right, so what line do you like the best? He's like, which one? Because he's he there's that's just how the lines are. Like the thing is, we have Justin, we have <laughs> we have Kakaniemi as a fourth line center. He has the most points. I think he has almost the most points in his entire career in a regular season. And we just have to an eight year extension with fourth line minutes. Mm-hmm. Sveshikov got eight years. I mean, you got Sebastian off for a couple more until his contract comes. But Seth Jarvis is still in his ELC. I mean, it depends on what they. I'm curious to see what they do with Trochik and Nita Ryder. At the end of the season, because they're both UFAs, do you break? Are they going to come back for a discount? And then what are you going to do with Tony D'Angelo with his, you know, RFA contract next year? So even that's going to be interesting. But I mean, I would, like I, I said Seth Jarvis was the underrated X factor last series. Obviously, I was right. Score the first goal in the series and and scores two goals in Game Five to give Carolina the win. I would say probably if you're talking about an, an, an underrated X factor for this series, I watch out for Bree Shea because. Okay. He plays really solid defense. He scores goals. I really see him really stepping up this series and, you know, maybe making some noise against the Rangers. But I don't know. Either way, it's going to be it's gonna be a really fun series. I'm looking forward to see what happens. But before I let you go, Kyle, I appreciate you coming on with me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Prediction time. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm putting a prediction post out later today as well. So when everyone hears this, we recorded this Tuesday morning. It's coming out this afternoon. How many games and who wins the series? Uh, yeah, you gotta go Rangers and seven, right? Okay, Rangers and seven. I I said Carolina and seven last series, but I'm changing it up. Carolina and six. We're okay. end, we're, we're, we ended in Madison Square Garden for the regular season. We're ending it in Madison Square Garden for Game Six because why not have have a little fun? But you know, I would I'd be okay with seven too. But I'm wanted to change up a little bit. I'm gonna say Carolina does it in Madison Square for Game Six, just for a little extra spice for our our Rangers guys. I tell you what, though, I. I, w- I was gonna say Rangers in six because I don't know if Rangers would survive a game seven in Carolina, but, <laughs> no, but I want to like, see it selfishly go seven games. I was like, you know, I'll see it go seven games for the win, but uh, yeah, well, 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 here's the thing though Carolina is six and no all time in game sevens, and they've won 12 straight at home after this series against Boston, too. All right, so. then I'll go Rangers in six, and that's fine. We'll win in the garden, that's fine. That's fine. okay, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, if you go to game seven in Carolina, you're probably gonna have a problem because, like, so we'll, like we'll my, avoid that, we'll avoid that whole situation then. Yeah, just avoid the whole situation because that's well, I don't really, like, hey, I'll, I'll feel good about myself. If we go to game seven, which my dad always jokes, he's like, I, he's like, eventually that's gonna end, and you hate for that to end, especially when it's like in a playoff game, which it kind of has to at that point, but it's like. 
I'm hoping that streak doesn't end, but it'd be kind of nice for the for the New York guys on our team to go back there and win in in Madison Square to end your guys' season. Either way, though, it's gonna be fun. But even in Game Seven, though, man, that would be a tough environment because because yeah, be Game Seven against Boston the other night, most fans at a hockey game ever at, P- at PNC. It was like a nineteen thousand six hundred. Like they it. fit like seven hundred extra people in the standing room only for that game. Yeah, the Rangers like, that, open that, up that, that building doesn't hold nineteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, Game Five, the Rangers open up standing room open for the first time ever. I don't know where wow. they even found space, but first time ever they pumped. I think they got like five hundred extra fans in there. Uh, yeah, so I'm wild, sure yeah. they are doing that again for uh, oh, yeah. this round. I mean, obviously Dolan's going to want the money they can get. So, oh, uh, for sure. yeah, so I know I know they'll do that. So, yeah, the standing room only thing is now a new thing in MSG, too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, series going to be awesome. I am I'm excited. It's funny because before the um, playoffs started, I saw someone say, like, you just got to go 16 and 12 and you'll win the Stanley Cup. Like, how hard is that? And it's like. Yeah, like I was like, you were new to hockey. Like you don't even. Yeah, know. Like, no, that's you know. no. <laughs> you're very lucky to give up two two losses all playoffs. There is, I don't think there's any team. No, ever. sixteen and 12. 16 and twelve. Okay, sixteen and twelve. You go sixteen and twelve. It's like, oh, you gotta go sixteen and twelve. Like that's not too tough to do. I'm like, you don't even like. Yeah, I was like, no, I always a couple of these young Ranger fans who haven't seen a playoffs in five years. They're you know. Yeah, a little yeah, naive, you, a little naive to it, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're a yeah. Welcome to welcome to the playoffs. It's it's a whole different monster, especially when it's like you've never been to before. And it's your first time watching. <laughs> yeah, for like for us, we've been seeing that for thirty plus years and stuff like that. Like you kind of get <laughs> once you get some playoff, once you watch some playoff hockey, it's uh, yeah, basically get ready to be nauseous, nervous, hyperventilating excited and every other emotion you can think of in in one game maybe one period let alone a game and i haven't been attacked by any canes fans yet on twitter and so i do appreciate that pittsburgh fans it's it's very it's very minimal for her it's basically a lot of the it's a lot of the dumb troll accounts so yeah i I wouldn't a lot of the carolina fans are pretty tame after game after game four my dms were on fire from pittsburgh fans Oh, I was oh, I was getting my, my I was getting into my mentions from Boston fans like oh Boston in six Boston in five <laughs> Boston's gonna sweep them Carolina is no prayer you guys suck blah 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 <laughs> dead silent after game seven I don't think anyone's ever said anything to me after that I'm like I'm like you're lucky about the Hurricane yeah. Twitter account because they kept the receipts because there was a lot <laughs> because they dropped a video of all the Boston I'm fans sure and, I'm oh, sure it, the level of petty this team has for their social media team is so I, I should do that by so I, I had the Igor waving the Pittsburgh goodbye video that went viral there and I, after I, I, game I, four <laughs> I had to actually mute the mentions on uh, the video. I, because yeah. it was so crazy after game four. I was like, oh my God. Well, because I'm not going to lie though. I did kind of, I did post that wave and I said, wow, this really aged well. Yeah. And I also did the one where it's a uh, Joey in the Rangers jersey. He goes, wow, hockey was a yeah. bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. 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 I'm like, but I was I having do. fun with it, but it's just like, oh, well, I just play the Rangers <laughs> now. And all the Rangers fans are going to be like, so about those two tweets you made. <laughs> to be I, fair, <laughs> I have a couple of listeners uh, of the show who I noticed, which is so funny. I went back actually last night because uh, a friend of mine sent me a picture of uh, some guy who posted my my face on the video and posted my face with three to one across my forehead. <laughs> and he's like, I just saw this on Twitter. That was hilarious. And then I go on there and like two listeners of the show commented like, 
I think as Panarin scored, like when I look back at the time, it was like 20 hours ago, and it's like that aged well. It's like you're a jacket. That's like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> and then I go back on there and they're like, I see like all these, like all the uh because I had I had the mute, it was so crazy. Um, all these quote tweets, and I see like a bunch of Ranger fans who I know because they interact with me and the show and everything on Twitter. So like I know their listeners and followers, they're all in there liking like the mentions and stuff and like saying like age like fine wine. Like this one guy wrote age like fine wine on like 17 different one of the things of like oh this age well is like age like fine wine like he is was going after people i'm like that's what i'm oh, talking about like go after these guys that is that's fantastic dude yeah. like, i i, when, I when get you petty. have fun with it it's great when you can have fun with the pettiness it's so great yeah i got petty with the one guy who posted the picture with the three to one i i did comment that i wrote back to him i said you want a signed picture or not and then uh, a bunch of a bunch of the guys who follow me liked it. Then he uh, he uh, he's like, yeah. Then like he DM me like, sorry, dude. Like, well, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, that's don't worry about it. Yeah, I would say if you do get mentions from Hurricane, I would I would look the follower accounts and stuff like that because that's the thing I like. I with Twitter, it's like don't clump because like especially after uh, what happened with uh, Panera uh, Panera. Um, Posternock, and with Panarin, Posternock. There's so many P's and Aaron's and all that. But <laughs> the fact after he took out Ranta, I know there's a lot of fans. I don't really call them fans. Kind of went after Posternock and all that. And they're like, "Oh, Hurricanes fans are close. They're scumbags." I'm like, not all Hurricanes fans are. It's just you got to watch out for the troll because every yeah, you know, this every group's got those bunch of you know morons that want to go off and say stupid stuff. So it's like. Like it's all the fan bases aren't like that. Like not everyone feels that same way. So it's like, like I said, if you see any hurricanes, like I said, I'm quotes fans. I really, I take it with a grain of salt because I, because I'm really deep into hurricanes Twitter. It's nothing like it. Like you don't go after fellow fans, like or other fans of other teams. It's just you kind of have a good discourse unless you come in and start, you know, start ruffling up first. Yeah, yeah, start saying stupid stuff. Then we're gonna say something because I think it was. Because there was this one Rangers, oh yeah, because it was like it was this guy who lives in LA, but he's a Rangers fan. Because this was right before that game. This is when like you know Trip Tracy came out and like he couldn't. Oh like, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. This guy, Ranger guy comes down and goes, oh, it shows how like ridiculous this team is. Like your like your play uh, your uh, color guy is a alcoholic and it was basically like, a really dumb tweet. And everyone just like dragged this dude. And I'm like. And luckily, luckily, it's not all Rangers fans, but it's just like, yeah, like that's that's really bad taste. Like, come on, man, don't yeah, do that. So, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. so if, like that's what I'm saying. Like, if you come in swinging, then yeah, Hurricanes fans are going to say something. But no, if you come in and you're just kind of chill about it, and you're kind of cool about it. Like, Hurricanes fans are great. Like, like, like we had a bunch of guys down here in Raleigh when Boston fans are in town and they tailgate with Hurricanes fans. Like, hey, you want a hot dog or something? Because we tailgate before games, which is and awesome. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you come in, and you're pretty chill about it. Cans fans will just like, yeah, they're gonna probably talk a lot of crap to you inside the building. But after that, <laughs> they're like, hey, let's you know, let's keep tailgating or something afterwards. So that's just how the culture is down here. It's it's fun until the game starts, but then after that, you're kind of cool again. So that's just yeah, how it yeah. is. So I want I want to really too much about that. But Kyle, this was a lot of fun, man. This is a, like a long time coming. I appreciate you coming on. I'm I'm excited to do our preview episode for the 22-23 season, but. But yeah, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. No problem. We'll talk about that Ranger Stanley Cup championship then. 
Ah, uh, you mean more of like the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes getting their second one. We're, we're, we're going to eventually catch you guys for four, and then we'll have a we, Yeah, Rangers, Rangers got to put some distance in there. Yeah, if we catch you guys, that's, that's really saying something. It's a problem. It's a problem. No, this is a lot of fun, though. But so before I let you go, where can people find you and where people can find the uh, the Broadway Hat Podcast? Because like I said, man, you, as the belly up hockey head, love what you're doing, man. This is <laughs> I, I, I've been a fan of your stuff for a long time. Great to see what you're doing, but where can people find you on the podcast? Because they definitely have to check it out, just for fun, just to just to check it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the show is at, at Broadway. Uh, was it Broadway Hat Pod? At Broadway Hat Pod on Twitter, yeah. and then my personal accounts at K Hall and Y. And even though we have Rangers fan, like Rangers on every week, like we've had some uh, former Hurricanes on. Like we oh, yeah. talk about the guy's entire career. It's not just Ranger talk. So the Rangers yeah. talks in the beginning, but for the interview part of it, it's uh, you know, it's basically their whole career. Like I had Stephen Rice on who is like now a diehard member of the Carolina hurricane community and oh, like yeah. down there. So yeah. like, we talk about all about that stuff on his episode, which was awesome. Um, so yeah. So if you go check it out, like it's not just Ranger talk, it's about all hockey talk with these guys. Oh, it's, yeah, it's so and, great. Yeah. Yeah. Love and then you can, any, anywhere you get your podcast, just look up the Broadway hat pod and, and you'll find it there. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on it. Like you said, long time coming. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot in the next couple, uh, <laughs> next couple of days here as we go oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. I think for the next like, week, like the, this week and next week, the Slack a- chat, the Slack chat should be pretty, uh, pretty heavy for the next couple of days. Oh yeah, G- Gary. For some of your mentions, I'm gonna be like, hey Kyle, how about that game? Like you, like up between, like I think it was like between you, me, I think like like uh, was a scoreboard addicts and oh, yep, uh, yeah. and, and uh, House of Jerks, the other Hurricanes podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, I feel like all the mentions are just gonna be a bunch of just like chirps going back and forth the entire time. It's <laughs> basically it's like everyone who is around belly up hockey, just grab your popcorn and have some fun because I think the four podcasts like Twitters are just gonna go at it with each other. Yeah, I think respectfully, gotta, of course. But and I think they have to actually say what side they're on. I think they have to come out and say who they're rooting for. I think it's only fair. So yeah. you know where people stand. Yeah, like, you know, like really like, put it like, back on people, you know. Yeah, it's like who are you really voting for here? Like, or who, like yeah. which side are you? Are you with scoreboard addicts and Broadway hat? Or are you with uh House of Jerks in the search? Yeah, game? and we won't hold a grudge, not at all. No, no. no not at all. We will yeah. remember, but we won't hold a grudge. Yeah, yeah, we'll have the receipts. So if you, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you act like you cheat, like, oh, I knew Carolina was gonna win. Actually, yeah. what you said yeah. was so make sure we all like we're like the hurricanes podcast uh the hurricanes twitter account we keep the receipts so our pen the pennies will be there so watch out but comment like i said this is a lot of fun thank you so much man this was a great episode it's i'm excited to talk to you some more throughout the off season and a whole bunch of other stuff so like i said thank you so much for coming on today man yeah no problems be an awesome series of oh for sure same here but until episode 18 guys i'm zach martin and this is the search you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 